presents Action Film Face-Off. This episode, it's 2002 versus 2010. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hit. Welcome to Action Film Face-Off, the show where two random years are selected. My brother will bring an action film from one of those random years while I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using a variety of criteria and a champion will be crowned by the end of the episode. But let me introduce you to one of your hosts, my brother, a U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. Well, hello, and I'm glad to be back. Much like Brother Eli, I've been on a 47-year-long journey. I just went into 48, 48 years of walking this earth. Um, You had a birthday. Happy birthday, old man. You remember Uh, the world before the nuclear war. I I remember the world before social media. (laughs) Which is (laughs) about the same thing. It's about the same thing, yes. That's pretty funny. I want to do the re- redo the scene from Book of Eli, where she's like, what was it like? And he gave the whole spiel about, you know, people had more than they needed, didn't know it was precious. I want to do that with social media. What was it like yeah. with social media? You didn't know what everybody was thinking all the time. And that's probably yeah. for the best. Yeah, people were much more polite because they could get their ass whooped if they said the that's right. things they say in front of your face. Oh, man. But it's good to be back. All right. So here's what's going to happen. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. Those categories are story, overall spectacle, best action scene, the hero, and, of course, the villain. And then there will be the deduction round, where up to 10 points can be and may be subtracted from the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. But let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Ulrich, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Def Probe. <laughs> Why, thank you, Jason. Now, before our two films enter the Video Dome Arena, I can hear them chanting for blood from here. We are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Got all your art needs there. And they get early access to special long box episodes. We've got voting now to where they can determine what happens on certain shows on the network. There's a lot going on over there at the Crusaders Club. So these are the fine folks who are reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. We've got Dave Collins, Blasted or Stash It, Gene Hendricks, Ivan the Collector, Ivor Evans, Joe Thomas, John and Maggie from Married with Comics, and I wouldn't have it any other way, Maxwell Trevor, Miranda W., she sounds nice. I wonder who she could be. I know, it's a mystery. I know. 
have a feeling I might be sleeping on a couch soon. <laughs> Mr. Lobotomy. Ross Michaud. Ronald Wentz. Tim. Bob Buster. Steve Cronin the Barbarian. Samantha Maney. And the Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. Still, no problem. Just let us know we missed you and send us an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? How do I become a Crusaders Club member? I'm glad you asked, Jason. It's simple. Just head over to Patreon.com, search for Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. I swear that's a typo. No? I know. It feels like there should be at least one zero after that, right? (laughs) You would think, but nope. For one buck a month. At this point in the show, I feel like Sally Struthers. You could help these boys for as little as one dollar. <laughs> should be like sad music playing and pictures of Cristados with no cotton candy. Uh, just some beat up comics. <laughs> <laughs> for as little as one dollar a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Alright, let's get back to the combat and learn a little bit about the film Gladiators about to battle for your pleasure. Let's do exactly that. This episode I was assigned the year of 2010, which is a fine, fine year because my beloved Auburn Tigers went undefeated in the regular season and won the national championship that year. Woo, War Eagle. Oh, this show is about movies. Let me get back to that. It is. It is. Yes. (laughs) The movie I selected for 2010 is The Book of Eli, starring Denzel Washington, Mila Kunis, and Gary Oldman, what year did the randomizer select for you, Jason? Before I reveal that, doesn't Mila Kunis sound like it should be like a battle cry? Like, Mila Kunis! <laughs> That's one way to look at it. I always thought it was sort of like a naughty word, like a lady body part that I don't know about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to touch your Mila Kunis. <laughs> Check out the Mila Kunis on that lady over there. We have got problems. <laughs> we do. We do. All right. Back on track. So I got 2002. So I'm putting into our video dome arena, Brotherhood of the Wolf, starring some French guys. Yeah, I was so looking forward <laughs> to you taking a shot at those French names. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to go full Cristados right here. <laughs> Samuel Le Bihan. Mark Dacascos. He's American. <laughs> and Jeremy Renier, who I think is really the French version of Jeremy Renner. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I was watching the movie, a lot of times I pulled it up on IMDb and I was like, Jeremy Renner's in this? Oh, wait. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Renier. I was, I was like, oh, guys, in this movie, man. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's French guy. It's the French version of Jeremy Renner. It's Jeremy oh, Renier. All right. I'm sorry, Toronto cop. I'm sorry, Ross Michaud. I'm sorry. <laughs> All you Canadians that speak French, I know I probably butchered that, but I'm doing the best I can here. (laughs) We tried. Well, we've got a fine matchup for this one, folks. Now, it's important to point out that this isn't a Jared versus Jason thing. We each had to select a film from our assigned year, so I might very well like his selection better than mine, vice versa. This is all about discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion based on our criteria. We've never done this before, but I'm going to put this out there for this episode. Spoiler warning. If you've never seen Book of Eli and you've never seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, I'm going to highly recommend that you pause here, come back in about four and a half hours after you've seen all this film. <laughs> That's right. It got back because both of these films have big plot point reveals near the end of the movie. 
So we're going to discuss it. They're going to come up. We're going to spoil it. These movies are well worth watching spoiler free. So if you've never seen them, you don't know the twists or turns that come at the end, go watch them. I I want you to see them clean because they're really amazing. Both of them, especially Book of Eli. (laughs) I will agree with that. Yes. All right. So let me jump in with some quick information on 2010's Book of Eli. ago, the war tore a hole in the sky. Only a few survived. Our only hope is in my hands. Take off the pack, nice and slow. Put that hand on me again, you won't get it back. (laughs) Cursed be the ground for our sake. Out of the ground we were taken, and to the dust we shall return. I told you you weren't going to get that back. This little town, just the beginning. All we need is that book. It's different than the others. You're not going to be able to make him do what you want him to do. This is your last chance. Give it up, or I swear I'll bury you. I don't want any trouble. That's too bad. Nobody touches it but me, you understand me? I love this guy. Shoot him, please. Teach me. Put a crew together, we're going after him. Go back inside. <laughs> Cast and crew, as we mentioned earlier, it's Denzel Washington, it's Mila Kunis, Gary Oldman, and Ray Stevenson is also in this film. It was directed by the Hughes Brothers. A quick synopsis for you. Denzel Washington plays Eli, a man on a quest in a post-apocalyptic world. His quest is to simply follow the instructions of the voice that he heard. Go west and protect the book that he has in his possession. Along the way, he stops in a town where he meets Carnegie, a man hellbent on finding the book that Eli protects. Both men are part of a very small group that remember what the world was like before the nuclear fallout, and both men know the power of the book. Eli wants to re-enlighten man with it, and Carnegie wants to use it as a weapon to rule men. With a little help from his friend Solara, Eli might be able to beat the overwhelming odds against him as he tries to finish his journey. So let's get into some trivia. Denzel Washington did all his own stunts and his martial arts in this film. He studied under Dan Osanto, who was a protege of Bruce Lee. And man, he did a fine job. (laughs) Yeah, he studied hard, let me tell you. (laughs) It looked good. It looked good. Factoid number two. The villain named Carnegie is an homage to the famous American industrialist Andrew Carnegie, who strongly believed in books and reading. He donated large amounts of his fortune to building libraries. And if you've seen the movie, you'll get why that's clever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And finally... 
and this is kind of your first spoiler. If they worked eight hours a day, it would have taken them approximately 66 days to finish the longhand dictation of the Bible. It's a lot of writing. But you know what? What's going on in France, man? Okay, well, I'll give you the rundown on 2002's Brotherhood of the Wolf. After the year of our Lord, when it appeared from the forest of Gévaudan, it was feared no mortal could ever free us from the sharp grip of the beast. And then, at the darkest hour, the king sent two men. crew included here we go again <laughs> samuel labian mark Dacascos, and jeremy renner i'm just kidding jeremy renier it was directed by christophe gans the synopsis naturalist and adventurer gregoire de franzac and his iroquois brother manny are dispatched to a remote village in rural france to investigate the savage killings of the townsfolk by a mysterious beast gregoire and manny uncover the truth of the beast while unraveling a sinister plot by a mysterious cult it's an army of crazy cultists and the mysterious beast versus a French naturalist and a Native American in a violent battle for justice and revenge. And that's pretty much the gist of that two hour plus event. <laughs> I picked this movie largely because now I can tell Julianne Cultured and have ah, seen a foreign yes, French I, film. I've so. seen a foreign film, yeah. Yes, I do that, that same thing with El Mariachi, so I hear you. Good, good, yes. <laughs> now, it's just coincidence that said foreign film had Monica Bellucci's uh, boobies in it. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, that's going to happen. Hey, you know, what's the guy to do? <laughs> All right, so on to some trivia. And I didn't know this, but there actually was a beast of Galvedon, which was a real wolf-like creature that prowled the southern regions of France during the year 1764 to 1767. And it actually killed about 100 people, often in bizarre circumstances. I looked a little bit more into that, and it looks like there's still some questions about what the beast was. But they eventually killed a wolf and found human remains inside the wolf. So they think that's historically what it actually was. Oh, oh! I just had a follow-up question because you said it was prowling the southern parts of France. And that's not what I see in the script. It has the name of... You son of a <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I can pronounce it either. Auvergnier. I'm just going to say with confidence with this crazy little accent and hope, you know, Auvergne, 
South Dodone. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's better than there I There we go. It's better than I All right. Got any more trivia? I do. All of the primary characters, except the Native American Manny, actually existed and lived during the reign of Louis XV. All of these characters were based off of actual people. And to prepare for his role, Mark Dacascos, who's actually Hawaiian, learned how to ride a horse, studied Mohawk Indian culture, and became fluent in French in preparation for the role. So he put in a little OT for this. We. Oui. So. And now that we have the basics on today's contestants. Boy, 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 here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, test your might. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. It's a street fight. Well, welcome to the Video Dome Arena where these films are going to battle for your pleasure and it's time to get into round one. Round one is the story. So how engaging and original is your story? How interesting is it? How much allegory does it have? <laughs> yes, for both films. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's find out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Before we even get into this, I think it's interesting that we kind of picked these at random. A couple films. You know, I got 2010, you got 2002. I think we both picked them because they were like action films that we hadn't seen in a while. And we were like, oh, these are kind of cool. You know, let's refresh on these. And they both ended up having a lot of heavy religious and Christian overtones in them. Yeah, I noticed that too. There definitely was a religious theme in both films. I was in Kosovo when Brotherhood of the Wolf came out and I watched it on my laptop, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was deployed over there, so I didn't have a in-depth memory of it. I just remembered I kind of liked it. It seemed kind of cool, so. I, I wasn't in Kosovo at the time. I was in Montgomery, Alabama, so you know, similar, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I watched it. I didn't catch it in the theater, which is odd because I worked at the theater back then. But I I missed it in the theater. But I did catch it on DVD. But like you, it didn't stick with me. So when you chose it, I was like, okay, sweet. Refresh. I'm kind of glad I revisited it. Me too. Anyway, round one's the story. How engaging or original is the story? Let's start with Book of Eli and let's have your thoughts. Oh, gosh. I thought that the story was pretty fast-paced, and we talked a little bit about it. It's a faith-based story. There's a lot of allegory. It had a terrific cast. I don't know if the town that Carnegie was the, I don't know if mayor's the right term, but the lead of, if that was the Sodom and Gomorrah, or I don't know if it went that deep, but I, didn't I did like how they had the elements of religion where Denzel's using it to try to bring faith and hope to the survivors of this apocalypse. And Carnegie's using it to, like you mentioned earlier, just further entrench his power. You can make arguments of that goes on today, Absolutely. right? So How people use religion is mm-hmm. a huge allegory in that film. Right. It can be used as a weapon or it can be used as a motivator, a positive influence. So There's tons of action. I really like the post-apocalyptic environment. I took more notice this time. I was watching like, oh, that's pretty cool. There's like a downed airline in the background there and mm-hmm. and little little things that I didn't pick up when I watched it last time. I totally forgot Ray Stevenson was in this movie. Same here. Same here. Oh man. And he's yeah, oh, he's just awesome. If listeners haven't seen the Rome series from HBO, man, you need to check that out. And then of course, you know, Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone, underrated yeah. Marvel flick. Underappreciated masterpiece right there. (laughs) 
and then of course you know there's the great reveal in the end which i don't know how much we want to spoil that hey we warned them so talk about what you want to talk about okay i'll just say that the whole story seeds these brilliant clues that i've picked more up on the second time around for the huge reveal at the end which i will not say hopefully i will entice uh, some (laughs) of our listeners to actually go out there and watch this film because it deserves to be watched well put sir well put i'll try to avoid it as best i can there's gonna be some cards tip but you're right this movie was fun as heck the first time when you catch the reveal at the end but it does make it fun for rewatch because you can watch all the nuanced details and be like oh look oh look at that look oh okay oh (laughs) i see that you know and it just everything falls into place yeah it's like oh oh (laughs) (laughs) oh yes there's a lot of faith in this movie he was guided by faith and faith served him well for the most part yes Got him to his goal, got him to his destination. I'm not going to add a heck of a lot. You put it in a nice nutshell for everybody. It's a really good story. Look for a good score on this. I'll add a bit of trivia. In 2007, there was this thing, and I'm, I'm kind of unclear what it is. I need to do more research. It's called The Blacklist, and it might have had something to do with the screenwriter and director Shane Black, but I think it was a documentary or maybe just an actual list of the top unproduced screenplays that are just kind of hanging out in Hollywood, and it, this was featured on that. And so somebody, hmm. and the, I guess the Hughes brothers were like, we're going to make that. I'm glad they did. If you're a Hughes Brothers fan and you're familiar with like Dead Presidents and stuff like that, you're going to see a whole different visual style. And they have really stretched their legs and tried something new and hats off. They made a fantastic film. I know I'm getting into spectacle. I know I am, but it looks fantastic. They did a good job. So that's all I got for this one. I'm thinking about adding a new segment called Jared's Tears. <laughs> You know how I get emotionally involved in movies, and somehow Denzel movies always get me. I didn't officially cry on this one. Maybe I did at theater, I can't remember. But on the rewatch, I did not officially cry. It's not things we like to talk about on Action Film Face Off. This is not Drama Queen Face Off. It's not Drama Queen Face Off. We all know Jared's an emotional movie watcher. But I gotta give it up, because there's no other place to put it in our script. I gotta give it up to the amazing scene at the end, when Carnegie is trying to get his main lady, wife, whatever, his taken woman, I guess, to read the book. How do I say this without spoiling too much? (laughs) When she first encounters it, and I mentioned it earlier, we know it's a Bible. When she first encounters this Bible, you can see the joy. The actress does a great job just yes rings yes. from her with this. and yeah, then yeah. he's like what's it saying she's like oh i don't know and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> it says uh nanya <laughs> nanya business she says, oh i can't she says something like i can't remember it's been too long since i've read and yeah. the actress plays it so well because it's not over the top it's very subtle but it's just like you can see she's like breathless and amazed and then she's just like oh no i can't read it <laughs> <laughs> That was a good part. I mean, yeah, they just had a whole bevy full of really good actors. Yeah, they did. Good Even the ones that were playing, the ones that didn't have as much screen time. Yes, sir. Still did a spectacular job. All right. We went a little long on that one. Speaking of long, let's go talk about the story of Brotherhood of the Wolf. My older brother, Wolf, what did you think about the story of Brotherhood of the Wolf? I thought this one was also a compelling story. And the first thing that I thought when I was watching it was, oh, this is Hound of the Baskervilles, basically. The same theme. And I thought, oh, maybe that's what they're going for. So I was surprised when I went back and looked into some of the history of this, that this was actually based off of a true story. So that made it even a little cooler. I thought there were some compelling characters. 
for those of you who know me and Jared knows this, that I'm a sucker for these historical pieces. So I, I really love the 18th century France. I love the settings, the costumes, the whole kit and caboodle was just really cool to me. This one kind of was right in my wheelhouse. I thought the pacing was a little disjointed. Uh, it bogged down in some places. I mean, not to where I was checking my cell phone or anything like that, but it seems like in some places this thing wanted to be a historical period piece, and then some places it wanted to be a martial arts epic, and then in some places it wanted to be like almost a superhero epic. You never really knew where you were going to land, so it was just felt a little disjointed. I don't know if I'm putting that in a way that makes sense. but uh, Your description I, sounds a little disjointed. Which is perfect for what yeah, you have to say. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to follow my, my you got the thoughts, idea. You got the gist you got the of, idea, the, yes. of the story. I think that's a good place for me to put a bookmark in it and turn it back over to you. I too like historical stuff with an interesting twist. If you like historical things that have werewolves in them, I recommend a comic book called Hamilton versus Burr. <laughs> A werewolf tale. I was wondering how long we were going to go before you injected that. It's set in about the same time, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, that's it's available at the yard sale and you can also get it on Amazon. So why wouldn't you if you like, you know, history and werewolves? But what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Brother <laughs> You put it very, very well. It's a little disjointed. Some of the appeal of the movie to me is its disjointedness because, you know, I wrote a story about Hamilton and Burr plus werewolf and they basically said you know let's do french revolution era mystery with perhaps a werewolf you know we we don't know yet we haven't revealed what the beast is but some kind of wolf thing is going on maybe yeah (laughs) well and you also again here you have the religious aspect of the age of enlightenment and then you have the traditional conflict against more radical religious elements Yep. But there did feel, you mentioned this earlier too, there did feel like there was 30 or 45 minutes in there where it, like, it almost wanted to be an art film for a while. Right. And it was just like, eh, why don't we get back to that mystery? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they did kind of take off on positive. Like, okay, so I'm going back to Paris or wherever the heck you went for a little while. And then, like, oh, yeah, it's been like six months and I still haven't solved that uh, murder thing. <laughs> bodies are really piling <laughs> up. I, yeah, I should probably get back on that. <laughs> I will note, though, that apparently in 18th century France, all of the farmer women were really hot. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, there was not one ugly farmer woman in that. Yeah, uh, they had like that, incredible that dental care incredible hygiene uh makeup makeup yes (laughs) hairstyles but while we're kind of picking on it i will say if you like period films and for example my wife she's keen on costuming in movies costuming in this movie is fantastic it is so we don't have a column for that because it's action film face off i'm over here talking about my feelings in one movie costumes and that come on jared get it squared away man all right so we say enough about the story i think we said enough about we did the story. well i sort myself it's out. long it's winding it's good <laughs> there it is well i sort myself out and get back into action film mode stop talking about my feelings and costumes let's go ahead and score this thing so on a scale of one to ten for the story what are you going to give book of eli I scored this one pretty high, Jared. I tried to poke holes in it. I looked at it with a real critical eye, and I couldn't really find anything. It was pretty much flawless. I'm giving it a nine. Well, we're starting off in perfect lockstep. I scored it a nine as well. Oh, all right. Now, meanwhile, back in Jaffa Swabia in France... (laughs) (laughs) Wee 
Uh, apologies, we will never get those right. We have Brotherhood of the Wolf. Story scored on 1 to 10. What do you got? This one was a little bit more difficult for me to score. I kind of had to put some caveats in there because mine was dubbed. So mm-hmm. that kind of thro- throws me off a little bit. But overall, I really liked it. I, I mean, it's well above average. So I scored it a wheat, which is 8 in French. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. And we're not too far apart because I gave it a 7. So we are pretty close in our voting in round one. I forgot to mention this up front, but as a reminder to our audience, if it's the first time you're tuning in and you don't quite understand our scoring system, obviously it's one to 10, but we like to point out that five means it's average and average is okay. So that kind of gives you your barometer. If we give something a five, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's, it's average. I've seen it here and there before. It does its job. It gets us through the movie. So with that reminder, why don't we move into round two? Hasta la vista. Baby. Well, round two is the hero. So how cool is the hero? We'll start off with Book of Eli. What'd you think of Eli, Jared? Well, it's Denzel. So the base that score... That was the very first thing that I put on mine. It's Denzel, <laughs> so... <laughs> the base score starts off with a seven. All right, he will never get less than a seven in anything he does. Uh, you know, I was thinking the same thing. He's unflappable. He's charismatic. Absolutely believable. I'm talking base actor and character here but the character of Eli is very memorable he's obviously not to be trifled with but he's also a man to not get involved in things he doesn't need to get involved in he's layered he's interesting to watch Denzel gave a great performance and a memorable character I'll leave it at that and see what you think about Eli pretty much right on with what you're saying. I thought that this kind of ranked up there with all the great sagas, the hero's journey. The one thing that I really liked out of the movie and you touched on it was while he's walking the path, there's a scene where there's some marauders that are killing and basically raping and robbing this unprotected group and he doesn't get involved. And as you're watching it, you're like, that's not very heroic, right? Mm -hmm. And then he comes across the same group of people in this town. He never comes out and says, oh, I'm going to get my revenge. But he subtly sets things up to where you can tell that he's like, I let this go once and he regrets it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I should have defended those people. And he mentions that mm-hmm. a couple times in the movie. Like, I've read this thing, you know, so long that I've forgotten what it meant. Mm-hmm. But you can tell he is seething when he sees those folks. Yes. And then he, he sets into this kind of events and emotion that will allow him to just, well, we'll just say lay waste to the whole group of members right there. Yeah, he's a, he's a badass <laughs> top to bottom, no doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like he wasn't able to defend him, but he sure did avenge him there in the end. And those are the kind of the elements of the movie that I liked. There's the tropes and the stereotypes. It's like, oh, okay, he's, you know, he's this high plains drifter. He's going to go down there and rescue him. And then he doesn't. And you're like, oh, man, that's disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you can tell. It's like you're right on the journey with him as he develops. And I just thought that was brilliant storytelling. 100% agree. So I think we need to just switch over here to Brotherhood of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Gregoire and Manny? They make an interesting duo, mm-hmm. a capable duo. I fade in and out with how much chemistry I feel like they had. Overall, I think it was good. They didn't quite sell it to me until very late in the film, though. Mm-hmm. You have basically two heroes, like you said. You got the French guy and you got the Native American guy. And they're both compelling in their own right. And the French guy is basically your main hero. Basically the Batman and Manny's more like the Robin, except he fights like Batman 
Anyway, my, my it fell apart. Anyway, but, <laughs> but yes, they make an interesting pair. I'm glad they had a pair. I feel like the movie would have been a heck of a lot less interesting without Manny. I think he's the glue that holds it together. That's no slight on the main French guy, whose name I won't try to pronounce, but your main French hero did a real admirable job. So they were fun to watch. Again, the movie's balance in and of itself makes their journey a little difficult to watch sometimes, but not unwatchable by any means. So I enjoyed them. I've rambled. What do you got? Again, I think this kind of goes with the disjointed concept. I thought that they were both very capable actors. There was some chemistry there where I started losing my grip on the movie was within the fight scenes with Manny. Yes. And how they were these modern martial arts. It's almost like watching a Jackie Chan movie set in the 18th century. And I don't think I would have gone that way mm-hmm. with it. I think I would have tried to do more like some sort of Iroquois fighting style. When I saw those, it kind of took me out of the atmosphere a little bit. Yeah, it's weird because, yeah, I'm struggling with this too because the acting was, <laughs> was good. They were good actors, but the action sets... I don't know. Somehow just kind of took me out of the movie. That's not good for action film face off. (laughs) No, no, it's really not. And and there were some good action sets and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. I did like how with Gregoire, they set him up as this intellectual. He was the naturalist, the scientist, so forth and so on. And at first you really only see Manny do the fighting. But by the end of the movie, you see like, oh. This guy's kind of a badass, too. Yeah, yeah, they did pace Um, that out well. I will give them that. And I kind of wish we could have seen them fight together like that. We started seeing it a little bit when they were fighting the Beast, but Mm. we never really get that. So, spoiler alert, I wish Manny hadn't died and they could have fought together against the the bad guys. But overall, they were entertaining. I concur. Yeah, I'm really struggling with this Brotherhood of the Wolf. It's a head scratch. It's like a quilt made of a bunch of different fabrics that's nice and it's warm, but it just is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you want to stick it in your closet until you actually want to use it. (laughs) We might have come up with a halfway decent metaphor there, I think. (laughs) Maybe. Well, enough of that. Let's go ahead and score this sucker. Hero, Book of Eli. What score are you giving Eli? I'm a homer for Denzel. Like I said, his base score is a seven and it only goes up from there. With his martial arts skills, knowing the behind the scenes of his dedication, the way he carried it off, and just how much my eyes were glued to him while he was on the screen, I'm giving him a nine. I'm right there with you. I have it down as a nine as well. Um, You're absolutely right. Denzel can always bring the acting chops, but the amount of physical acting that he had to do in this film, and he pretty much carried this thing on his back the whole way, just like that backpack. (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's a nine for me as well. Excellent. All right. What about Gregoire and Manny over in the Brotherhood of the Wolf? I liked them. They were memorable. In fact, when I went back to rewatch, a lot of times before I do my scoring, I sort of score it before I watch it. Because I'm like, what would I score just based off what I remember? You know, I talk about that a lot in the villain category. That's particularly easy for me. Mm -hmm. And this one, when I thought Brotherhood of the Wolf, I remember Manny and his amazing fighting prowess. And dude was just in crazy good shape. Uh, And with the war paint, it was very vivid in my memory. Uh, Again, a little disjointed, not quite as deep. And I don't know, overall, there's some brutality, but not as brutal as Eli in my comparison. Long story short, seven. Well, I 
I'm right there with you. I gave it a seven as well. I thought that they both did great jobs acting. I would have gone a little different with the direction. So maybe mm-hmm. it's a maybe it's a little bit of an unfair seven. But as far as what they had to work with, they did a great job. But I just would have gone a little bit more different of a direction with these two characters. Yes, yes. And it's very much a post-Matrix world. And they want to get that kung fu and that stylized action. But I, you have me now envisioning in my head a whole other set of fight scenes where Manny is more of the careful how you use this term brutal savage but you know what yeah. I'm saying like that should have been his fighting style like just willing to do crap nobody else was willing to do type of a deal I think that would have been very visually engaging and might have given us a better tone yeah I know I, I was kind of going the same way and even if there were fewer thugs for him to fight if he could fight them more brutally yes I guess yes. I think would have been a better because you're already at the R rating here you may as well go whole hog yeah like you said in your preamble you're a combat self-defense instructor when you watch these fight scenes, it's like, how realistic is this really? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, as well as I do, that little spin kicks and things that look great on screen don't really translate to a real world fight. So if this was going to be a kung fu kind of epic, I would have put my headspace there mm-hmm. and followed it. But they were trying to make this kind of a gritty, realistic thing and then interject these kung fu scenes. And you're like, no, this needs to be more realistic, more down in the mud. Yep. That's a long window way of me saying seven. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to talk about the villain next, right? We certainly are. Let's move into round three and talk about the villain. Right you are, villain, villains. Uh, we've got some to pick from. Let's start with Book of Eli. You pretty much got Carnegie and his right-hand man, Ray Stevenson. Can't remember what his character's name was. <laughs> <laughs> So you got Gary Oldman as Carnegie, and his right-hand enforcer, Ray Stevenson, played him. What'd you think? I think his name was Redwidge. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, I thought that they were really believable as villains, mm-hmm. particularly Carnegie. It's that old adage, like, knowledge is power. It's not the biggest, strongest guy that's in charge, because that would have been Ray Stevenson, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's the guy that has the knowledge of the way things were and so knows where the water can be found and knows how to build things. And so that was an interesting twist, kind of brains over brawn until the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's also kind of interesting because essentially he wants the same thing that the hero wants. And we talked about this before. It's like the prize is the same. It's what you're going to do with it that differentiates you and puts you either in the heroic category or the villainous category. Indeed. Those are my remarks. I'll pass the torch to you. Okay, much like Denzel getting a base level score of a 7 and moving from there, Gary Oldman is going to pretty much have that same right with me on this action film face-off. Gary Oldman is an amazing actor who can do amazing things. And he's not as over-the-top in this role as he's been in others, but he still plays it with a lot of new nuance, a lot of menace, even some charm. All great villains have the ability to charm. Yep. Ray Stevenson, just as sort of the addition to the side. Again, it was great to see him. I wish he was in more films. He's great in it. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Look for some decent scores on the villains here. All right. Okay, let's go back to Brotherhood of the Wolf and see what you think about the villains ensemble of villains. Can't 
really tell you who was a villain and who wasn't because this movie confuses the hell out of me. But what did you think about the villain or villains of Brotherhood of the Wolf? I'm going to say that as crazy as it might sound, I kind of had a hot fuzz vibe. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Half of the town is a villain, right? <laughs> yes. It's like they're all in on this thing, man. The guy had to, like, in the final battle, he had to kind of read the scorecard. Like, okay, bad guy, good guy, good guy, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he did it either. I was like, I know. I was like, you know, F it. I'm just killing everybody. Here, you know? <laughs> I will say that that crazy one-armed bad guy was, he was creepy as F, man. I'm not exactly yeah. sure why he was pretending to be one-armed. I guess to throw us all off, but I guess I'll just leave it. The last thought was that that was an interesting little bone sword chain thingy. <laughs> that he had going on. I'm not sure how that worked, but... I don't think that is a thing. <laughs> I don't think that would work at all. And so, much like the rest of this film, I'm going to pass it over to you, scratching my head, <laughs> looking in confusion. And much like the rest of this film, I'm not going to help you, because I also found the bone sword chain thingy odd and off-putting. The guy who played the main villain, I mean, he's born to play a villain. Like, as soon as you meet, you know, the royalty or the upper crust of that region, and you meet, like, there's six or seven of them that hang out in the high society pool hall or whatever it is you, you, just, yeah. you look at him you're like oh there's your villain <laughs> guy looks creepy as all get out am i crazy or did that dude rape his own sister i think he raped his own sister so yeah there was a confusing level of villains the one they had was creepy who did creepy things and wielded a weird weapon i will leave it at that let's score this movie <laughs> Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It was yeah. Weird. I mean, for creep factor, the Brotherhood of the Wolf has it, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the there's other things off. we need to factor into this decision. So, welcome to Creepy Film Face Off. Uh huh. So, let's score this out. What did you think of Gary Oldman and Ray Stevenson in Book of Eli? Gary Oldman gets an eight by himself. You throw in Ray Stevenson, it's up to a nine. Woo! You actually exceeded. I went with a solid eight on that, but I like it. They work great together. Yeah, it was awesome. You know what? You've convinced me. Jared's bumping it. Audible. <laughs> You're right. I mean, uh, Olden's worth an eight, and Stevenson gives it the bump. I'm doing math right now. Bam. I'm bumping it to a nine. First ever action film face-off. I got convinced to move a score. <laughs> All right. I feel like I've accomplished something. Well, today. we're like seven episodes in. You did a good job. Okay, let's score out Brotherhood of the Wolf. The villain, I guess the one-armed dude. You could look at it as villains, as everybody else, I guess. What'd you do? I scored it as a six. I mean, I thought it was above average, but, I mean, there's just a lot to digest there. <laughs> I wasn't as kind. I gave it a five. I thought it was just average. Kind of like that early Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry movie that we did. Kind of went in there going, I don't really remember any of the villains. At the end, I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> so. Oh, five. Well, I mean, I thought that the guy, I don't know. I thought that, he, and I don't remember his name, but that's just because I don't remember French stuff. <laughs> we don't want to say the names. He was a oh, great actor. Uh, he had a great look. I mean, he's born to play villains. Yeah, Jean-Francois, that was his character's name. He did a good job. Mm -hmm. I think there was just more shock value to whereas if you compare it to Book of Eli, you definitely had more complex villains with clear motivations and um, solid performances all around. So, yeah, six is what they get from me. <laughs> I understand. All right. And that brings us to the end of round three, and let's move into round four. If you're up to me. I just kill you. Ooh, round four. We're talking about spectacle. The overall spectacle. How visually engaging is the film? We're going to consider stunts. We're going to consider effects, cinematography, costumes, <laughs> all that good stuff. The whole 
the whole kit and caboodle, as they say. So, let's start it off with Book of Eli. You know, it's all right spectacle, I think, right? Well, what do you think, Jared? <laughs> I think you're underselling it. I think the movie has amazing spectacle. I think the backgrounds look great. I think the whole environment they built looked great. You wrap in amazing stunt work. You wrap in incredible camera work, which can bleed easily into the action scene round we have coming up. You have costumes, like we said. Everything about this is engaging. I mentioned this like in every episode. Spectacle. Did I pick up my phone and check my messages or, or Twitter or anything like that during your film? Book of Eli, not only no, but hell no. I stayed engaged top to bottom, front to back. Look for a high score from me. What do you say? I'm going to say much the same thing, but I'm going to take it one step further. Not only did I not look at my phone, I was asking myself, how many like, oh, shit. <laughs> and i counted at least three <laughs> oh what did i just see man and, uh, i'm not gonna lie yeah. at one point this happened in my house jordan jordan get in here you gotta watch him cut this guy's hand off <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing no keep your eyes open son this is worth seeing i don't want to look dad <laughs> See, but he told him. He told him, if you touch me again, you're not getting your hand back. And he meant it. Yeah, I thought that it was a good mix of close-in fighting hand-to-hand, bladed weapons. At one point, I think he was smashing fools with a hammer. Um, There was a lot of cool stuff going on there. There were great gunfights, running gunfights there that looked great. You could tell they didn't spend a ton of money on effects, but they were very clever how they filmed it. It's pretty sparse, but the story itself is kind of set in a Spartan environment, so it makes sense. So yeah, overall, I thought that it was great. Just great. (laughs) We'll just say great. Great. Well, let's talk about Brotherhood of the Wolf spectacle. What did you think of that? Whole different kind of spectacle, obviously. You're going from post-apocalyptic Mad Max style film to French Revolution. Like we said before, visually engaging? Most certainly. Great costumes, great locations, great sets. Uh One of the things that kind of holds it back a little bit and we haven't touched on this yet, is their use of CGI. It's in its early stages, so I'm willing to forgive. Some of the CGI is a little dodgy. Again, Uh it's 2002, so I'm okay with that. But I have to go back to Blade, and Blade was, what, 98? And Uh it's CGI held up better than 2002's Brotherhood of the Wolf. But not terrible. It was one of those things where it takes me out of the picture just for a moment, but you almost immediately forgive it because you're like, that's 2002. You know, so that's okay. But again, great sets, great scenery. They were really, is experimental the right word with our action? Yeah. Matrixy. I guess is a word. So there's a lot to see. Even though we've talked a lot about disjointedness, disjointedness also means variety. So there was a level of engagement from that. And I'll leave it at that and give it to you. No, I agree. I think the strength of this film really was in the cinematography when we're talking spectacle. We got a lot of good French countryside with swamps and moors and farmhouses. We had a pretty cool secret bad guy lair. Then we had palaces in the city. And there was a lot that was visually entertaining from a cinematography standpoint. You hit the nail on the head. I I think that the use of CGI was a little bit like, (laughs) yeah, oh, that's early you know (laughs) when you see it overall it's like it's an early 2000 movie but it still has that whiff of 1990s on it yep 
you know. Mm. So I think that kind of brings it down a little bit. Uh, but overall, not bad. Let's put some numbers to him. What did you think about the spectacle and Book of Eli? What did you settle on for a score? It is a very easy nine for me. I dropped a nine. Oh, on okay. It. It's a dang near perfect film. Uh, I think probably the only reason it, it maybe didn't get a 10 is I kind of maybe wish it had a better budget, but maybe not. Maybe I like it sparse as it is. This might be something I look back on and go, I should have gave that movie a 10. But I right now I'm sitting at a 9. What do you think? I gave it an 8. The spectacle, what there was, was great. There were a couple times where there was a lot of road scenes in between spectacle. I didn't really see anything I hadn't seen before, but when I considered the budget and what they did with what they had, yeah, it was well above average. Very entertaining. And like I said, several oh, wow moments. Definitely. I agree. Brotherhood of the Wolf. Give me a score. I'm going with a seven on Brotherhood of the Wolf. Very much carried, like you said, by cinematography and costumes. What'd you give it? I was a little less generous. I gave it a six. Yeah, I think that's fair. With that, I think it's about time for you to lead us into my favorite round, round five, the best action scene. Yes, indeed. Here we are in Best Action Scene Round. Lots of things to pick from in both movies today. So we'll start with Book of Eli. Let me know what your favorite action scene was and why you picked it. And then I will let you know what I did. I was struggling on this one. You really and me both. The, you and I me like both. The scene under the bridge. I like the scene in the bar. Mm-hmm. I like the gunfight in the street. Mm-hmm. At the end, though, I picked the farmhouse team up with the cannibals. Yes, uh, indeed. The camera work was amazing. Anyway, it's not my turn. It's your turn. What do you say? Okay, so yeah, so I picked that one. The farmhouse team up with the cannibals. Great gunfight. Great showdown between the good guys and the bad guys. Real last stand type vibe. Kind of reminded me of Young Guns a little bit in the first movie, but they had great effects with tons of weaponry. When they open up the back of that van and they rock out that Gatling gun, <laughs> I'm just like, yes, yes, pass the popcorn, please. <laughs> So I thought that that was just a terrific scene. What did you pick? I picked, and it was hard (laughs) for me as well, I landed on the barroom fight. Nothing wrong there, man. I was struggling. I was going... All right, let me be honest with you. I had a complete tie between that and the farmhouse scene, and I only picked it because you picked the farmhouse scene. I gotta give credit to that farmhouse scene for that camera work. There's parts where the camera follows the action from the guy shooting outside, smoothly transitioning to the guy's inside, back to the guy's outside. Woo, the camera tracking and whatever effects they used was incredible, but that's your fight scene. In my fight scene, it was just straight up fisticuffs, I think some blade work. There might have been a hammer in there. A guy got his face smashed on the bar. That's what started the whole thing. He fought everybody whilst quoting scripture. So, I mean, come on. (laughs) What's not to like, you know? So, it was just fast-paced. If you want to see Denzel Washington do some quality martial arts, some brutal stuff, Check out that bar scene. Check out the whole movie. It's all good. It's all good. It is. It is terrific. Oh, moving over to Brotherhood of the Wolf. There's actually quite a bit to pick from there, too. I eyeball about three or four standout scenes, but I'm interested to see what you picked and why. Yeah, that's another one I went kind of back and forth on. I really liked some of those scenes with Manny, but at the end... 
I thought Gregoire's raid on the bad guy's hideout at the farmhouse when he first gets himself all painted up like Iroquois and goes in there shooting fools with those arrows. And then he just is like a tank going through that place, just laying fools out. Like he put a guy's face through the wall. <laughs> He's fighting with knives, just his fist. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of the first time that we see what Gregoire can do. Yes. And I thought that's really cool. So that's the scene I landed. What about you? I'm not cheating on this one. I don't have a 50-50. Just waiting to see what you're going to say. We are in absolute agreement. The revenge scene is the best scene. When he first goes to get revenge for Manny. Woo! Hey, that dude. (laughs) That was awesome. That was fun to watch. Definitely. So I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, there weren't a lot of spin kicks there. There was a lot of like, your face is going through this wall. Yeah, again, (laughs) yeah. They got away from the stylized, almost fantastical martial arts thing and got grim and gritty. And like we Uh said earlier, I think that's what they should have done with Manny. I would have loved to seen that kind of fighting with Manny. But man, when he did it, I was like, oh, and I got very interested very fast. (laughs) Yeah, and Manny has some great fight scenes, even in his, uh, spoiler alert, death scene when he's fighting that cult in their hidden lair. It's fantastic. I mean, physically, he's awesome. It just, I don't know, again, it feels disjointed. Yes, indeed. And I didn't get that sense from the farmhouse raid, so. Yep, absolutely. Farmhouse raid just felt right. So, let's score them out. We like the bar room and we like the last stand shootout at the house. What did you score it for Book of Eli? I scored that one a seven. I thought that it was really well done, well above average. You know, seen better, shootout before and since, but this one was right up there, so I landed on seven. And I gave an eight to my barroom fight scene, so we're very, very close. Okay. Meanwhile, Brotherhood of the Wolf, we both like the same scene. We like the revenge raid on the cult hideout. What'd you give it? You know, when I laid it out next to my choice for Book of Eli, I didn't see a lot of daylight between the two. I mean, different style, but same level of enjoyment, so I landed on a seven with that one as well. You know, funny story, same reason reasoning and i gave the last one an eight and i gave brotherhood of the wolf scene an eight same exact reasoning i was like i was just as hyped by both scenes yeah it also gets an eight so we are very 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 close and that will bring us to the end of round five time to go into round six I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face. All right, let's break out negative woman because it's time for the deduction round. <laughs> we're going to take away a couple points for ridiculous stuff, stuff that shouldn't be. What were they thinking? Was the director offset getting a coffee and that just slipped in there? Was the editor not doing his job? What's going on here? So let's start with Book of Eli. Are you taking any points off of that film, Jared? I am not. I think it's rapidly becoming one of my favorite films of all time. I have no points (laughs) to deduct, but I will do one honorable mention. It's not worth deducting a point, but as I was watching the film, there's a scene where Mila Kunis' character goes out to get a water ration for Eli. Uh And there's the guy who... Good stuff. Yes, right. There's a guy who works the water pump. As he's filling up Eli's canteen, he's spilling that stuff everywhere. I'm like, this is like liquid gold at this point. Uh, Do your dang job. (laughs) I see you spilling it off to the side. Come on, man. Get your game together. Mm-hmm. Not worth a deduction, but I did notice him. Like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Good help's hard to find. <laughs> you got one <laughs> job. Protect the water, and you're crappy mm-hmm. at it. But I won't let that spill over into my deductions. <laughs> uh, what about you? I'm taking two points off of this film. No, you, you know, may not. You know why. 
Do I know why? You know why. Because it didn't have Monica Bellucci's boobies in it? Besides that, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Three points, huh? <laughs> okay, you're taking two points off of Book of Eli. I got to hear this. This is You may rock my world here. I'm very taken with this film. What did he kill and eat at the beginning of the movie? <laughs> it was a hairless pet. <laughs> Right. It was one of those ugly-looking Siamese, but it's still a cat, man. <laughs> All right, minus one. I'm writing in my notes. Minus one for cat kill. I got it. Okay. No, that's two. That's, oh, that's four double, points. Double points off. Wow. A you... cat, eating a cat so gets if, you two knocked off. So if he had gone squirrel or raccoon, you would have been okay. If he had gone human, I'd have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then his hands would start shaking and defeat the whole yep. purpose. And then he couldn't shoot. <laughs> he loses two for killing and eating a cat. Got he knows of, what he did. <laughs> got a lot of mileage out of that cat. He turned it into chapstick and everything. That is true. <laughs> I will he wasted no parts of said cat. Yeah, he's like the Native Americans and used all of the, all of the animal. But he still loses two. <laughs> Enough tomfoolery. How about deductions for Brotherhood of the Wolf? Are you taking anything off? I think you might be. Yeah, I'm going to take off a couple. Most of it I deducted in their own rounds, but I'm going to deduct a point for this movie is what I call Tango Delta Lima. TDL, too damn long. You could have cut 40 minutes out of this movie and still given me a dang fine movie. I think it's because they shoehorned that art film where like he had a dream and a vision, and I, I think that dream and vision might have included Bellucci's boobies, so okay. <laughs> but it was just like, there's a point in the movie where he was like, oh yeah, I forgot, I got this mystery I gotta solve. I gotta go see everybody later. It's <laughs> like, What? <laughs> And so that rolls into my second deduction. I just found the movie to be too confusing. Might not be the movie's fault. Like, I get all the main themes. I got all that. But like I said, I couldn't tell you at the end who was part of the good cabal and who was part of the bad cabal. I, I didn't know. Might not be 100% the movie's fault because I was watching a dubbed version. You never know what you kind of lose with that. But still, I found it to be a little confusing, a little long. So minus two for Brotherhood of the Wolf. What say you? Yeah, I kind of right there with you. I also thought it had a lot of fat that could be trimmed off and then also on the flip side i was really kind of interested more in monica bellucci's character <laughs> was her character uh, was it well he was i mean <laughs> even when she was dressed i mean come on it's like how many times did that crazy hot wolf woman she jumped on the scene at the beginning when manny was fighting all those folks and on her behalf knocked back. yeah defending her and then she attacks him again and knocks her out she had so many chances and then finally she's running and she runs into monica Bellucci's character and she's like yeah you're done just, yeah. <laughs> the time here is up yeah and so I think her character is meant to be like some sort of spy for working for the Vatican that's what but I thought I would have yeah. liked a little more story there I took off a point for that and then uh, that CGI lion just did not hold up it's about and, lion it was a wolf man <laughs> oh I'm sorry yeah it was a wolf it was a wolf lion yeah, it didn't hold up well. And one thing that bugged me about it, maybe I'd be very American here, but they never actually showed us, hey, this damn thing's a lion. You know, they never actually showed it. Never, I mean, you knew. They gave you enough yeah. to know, but it was like, show it to me. I'm an American. I, I want it all spelled out. I know. That's right. I was eating a lion. <laughs> Otherwise, you're the lion. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I took off two for that one, too. So they balance out for Eli killing the cat. Okay, so total of minus two for you and Brotherhood of the Wolf. So that brings us to the end of all of our rounds. Don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home, folks. We do that for you here at Action Film Face Off. And looking at the judges' scorecards, the winner of this episode of Action Film Face Off by a score of 84 to 64 is... 
the Book of Eli. Congratulations to Book of Eli. Well, now let's head over to the randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from... Choose your destiny. And I will bring a film from... Choose Your Destiny. 1977. Well, stay tuned, folks. What will those films be? We'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening. And if you haven't learned your lesson by now, you never will. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Weaselskull Albrecht, and you can find me on social media at Weaselskull on Twitter and Jason Albrecht on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, possibly America Online. Be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or pretty much all your finer podcatchers. You can go directly to www.longboxcrusade.com as well. And if you'd like to send us a question or a comment, you can do that by hitting us up on social media at Longbox Crusade or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. It's all Longbox Crusade. And if you want to interact with us with live chat, be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles join us on the next episode of doing it live stream over on youtube we do them on the second sunday of every month and we always start at 3 30 p.m ish central time you can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox crusade on youtube please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live Woo! thanks for tuning in we appreciate you listening and until next episode keep your head down and your knuckles up from the finest pedigree, find a legacy. I own my opponents, never see me. Gather up components and gladiator. I'm rolling the mad ass hater. My homie, they know it from my poems. I'm like, no, like December when I get with your November. I'm a rapper solo in the club with no members. Oh no, I stay with that Iron Man. I got a vision like Avengers. The intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. She's going to blow him away.